Happy Mother's Day. Hi, I'm sitting here in our recording studio in a perfectly fitting one-piece jumpsuit. Why? I'll tell you why. Because for Mother's Day, did I ask for a nice dinner or flowers or a spa treatment? No, I did not. I asked to have a seamstress come over to my apartment while I put on all the clothes that do not fit me properly and get them all altered. Because if you can't alter your life, alter your clothes, people. And yeah, I have these pieces that fit me now. It is amazing. So that was my Mother's Day gift. Uh, although I will admit that I did find the seamstress. I uh, coordinated with her. I messaged her and I made the appointment and made it all happen. But my husband paid for it. So um, happy Mother's Day. Pragmatic till the end. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It used to be chill, it's all up in smoke. I think I'm still fun, parenting's a joke. I was cool, oh yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Parenting is a Joke. I am going through the motions of Ophira Eisenberg. And on this show, we bring together funny people to talk about their work, their career, and what it is like to try to do that with kids. Yeah. Like, how the fuck are they doing it? And in today's episode, I talk to Tig Notaro about her twin sons and how she worked at a daycare after she dropped out of high school. What? I was never the most affectionate person. It was actually really good for me because I walk in and all these kids just want to hug you. And I had long hair at the time. They were wanting to braid my hair. And I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. What's happening? I'm like, you know, wanting to sit on my lap. The fact that anyone wanted kids after working in a daycare is amazing to me. Truly amazing. Happy Mother's Day month! Yeah, we can just do that. We've made it a month. Why not? If it's all bullshit and a Hallmark celebration, let's make it celebratory bullshit. 
Uh, did you also see how influencer moms on Instagram spend their Mother's Day with their little kids dressed in Marc Jacobs' enfant, smiling? They have a rosé in hand. Their kids are, like, drinking, I don't know, like some high-end organic juice, and they're on a yacht on some body of water in Europe. Yeah, all I have to say is, you know what? Me too. That's what I did too. You know what I did? I had a couple shots of tequila in the shower because I didn't have time for a bath. So, same. People are so competitive. Oh, and they're so competitive with their kids. It's the one thing I really do hate the most. And depending on where you live, I think it is more intense. In New York, the school your kid goes to is just a constant, competitive conversation. I remember my baby hadn't even taken his first step yet, and I was being quizzed as to where we were sending him to preschool. I said, uh, the place up the street, but our safety school is brown. And my neighbor had a baby about the same age as mine, and there was a little bit of competition with milestones, which was ridiculous. She'd be like, James is holding up his head. How is Lucas doing? And I was like, Lucas is holding up his head high. She'd be like, James took his first step. I'm like, Lucas is teaching CrossFit. Okay, we're ahead of you, and we always will be. Uh, But even though competition exists, because it does, We also have shared experiences. You know what? Let's focus on that. Let's focus on our shared experiences. So to highlight those, since it's Mother's Day month, we have reached out to 100 moms to take a survey about motherhood. And we brought in my friend Adira Amram, who wrote and performed our theme song. Is a pal of mine, IRL. And uh, I'm going to quiz her and see if she can guess the most popular answers. First off, hello, Adira. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? So good to see and hear you. How was your Mother's Day? It was fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. I really think I'm really a strong believer in the Mother's Day is every day, so I kind of embrace that mantra. And uh, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was very chill. Okay. So I'm going to find out how well you know the average mom. Yeah, that's right. I'm saying it. The average mom. Send your letters, everybody. Whatever that is. Okay. Do you remember the game show Family Feud? Of course. Yeah, still going on. Yeah, me too. I love. Although no feuds ever happened. They were always so nice to each other. Well, we don't know what happened backstage. That's true. We don't know. We don't know how many divorces were, you know. (laughs) How many brothers never talked to their aunts again. (laughs) Uh, So the final game in Family Feud, the crescendo, is when contestants are asked questions that they have to not give the right answer, but what they think the most popular answer is. So that's what you're going to do. This is the mom version of Survey Says, and I'm just going to throw out questions that we asked moms, and you have to try to say what you think the most popular answer to the question was. Got it. All right, here we go. So we asked moms, what question from your kid do you dread answering? What do you think was the most common reply? I think it's probably something like, uh, where do babies come from? Yes! Yeah. Nailed it. That was the top one. (laughs) All right, we asked moms, what's the most annoying thing your kid or kids do? What do you think the number one answer was? Talking. (laughs) Literally opening their mouth in any sense. I mean, pretty much. The the top number one was yelling slash meltdown. So that's talking. And number 
two was whining. So I think yeah. you, you pretty much hit all the answers. <laughs> Strangely, in third place was ignoring me, which. Oh, yeah. OK. Valid point. That is very annoying. Uh, the other ones were poops when we're about to leave the house. That feels just mean as a parent. <laughs> like, that's a good thing to do. The worst is if you're in the car and they're like, I have to go to the bathroom. And you're like, we just left the house, man. OK. We asked moms, what's an insult? that your child has lobbed at you. Can you guess the most popular insult? Uh, you look old. <laughs> that was number two. Oliver asked me one time, why are your boobs so long? <laughs> okay, that was number one, basically. It was more about belly is big, you're squishy, you're... Why are your boobs so long? I was like, wow, long. <laughs> long feels like a description I don't want for boobs. <laughs> Supposedly one uh, mom said her two-year-old said, okay, boomer, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> that kid is definitely on TikTok. Okay. And just for fun, we asked moms, what's the weirdest kid-related thing that you keep in your bag? I'm trying to think what people have the weirdest. I guess people have like emergency snacks. Yes. Is that it? I mean, is loose raisins. It's sort of. <laughs> That's, I think, a punk band, loose raisins. <laughs> Or Loose Raisins is like a children's band. That's what I look like, Brawless, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the long ones. I've got the Loose Raisins. <laughs> uh, also in there was a snot sucker. Ugh. People love their children too much. I know. I know. What can I do for you, sire? Can yeah. I suck the snot from your nose, my sweetheart? <laughs> We're setting them up for a life where you're just like adulthood. You're going to be like, shall someone come to remove my snot? And you're like, no, King Charles, no one's coming. You just have to use a Kleenex. What is this strange, itchy thing <laughs> that I have to use with my own hand? <laughs> Thank you so much for playing Adira. I feel like we all learned almost nothing, and that's the way a game should be. Next up, I get to talk to the very talented Tignataro. So... Go ahead, just zone out for the next 90 seconds while capitalism infiltrates your ears, and I'll be back with Tignataro. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. I'm very excited for my guest today. She's been nominated for a Grammy. She's got comedy specials, television shows, a documentary. Uh, has been in many movies. You all know her, and she has a podcast called Don't Ask Tig. Please welcome to my Zoom screen, Tig Notaro. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. So, Tig, start things off because, yes. you know, welcome to Parenting mm-hmm. is a Joke. What are the ages and names of your kids? Max and Finn, they will be seven in June. Um, they are fraternal twins. So I have a seven-year-old, so I have I feel like uh-huh. I have a little bit of a idea, maybe, of what their mm-hmm. life is like. Although I saw through the social medias, you guys are really into little league baseball. Well, I mean that's one thing. <laughs> um, they're on the basketball team. Oh, they're on okay. swim team. They're on little league. They are into soccer, hockey. It's just it's endless. There's new interest now in golf. One is training for the Olympics, um, you know, running around the yard. So, <laughs> yeah. Super sporty. Very active kids. But, I mean, they're also into the typical Legos and Pokemon and all that kind of stuff. Uh, how do you feel about the Pokemon? Um, I feel good. I'm fine with it, you know. I think uh, it, it hasn't, like, impacted my life in a negative way. Yeah, they. I feel like they're talking a completely different language. It's wild, right? Yeah. It's interesting when people in our lives that are adults are young enough to know Pokemon. Like, when we went to Mississippi to see my family recently, my cousins that are, like, 30 knew all about Pokemon and sat and talked with our sons forever about it. And Stephanie and I were like, wow, no clue what they're saying. Oh, no, my son knows all the names. And then he sort of lightly quizzes me about them. And I like, I not mm-hmm. even do I not know, I'm not retaining it. Yeah, none <laughs> of it. None of it. Which might be the name of a Pokemon. Okay. And so- to be fair, I'm not even that great with sports. My my wife is way more in the sports world than I am. We were going to be in Toronto together and she said, oh my gosh, um, I was able to secure some Maple Leaf tickets. Um, oh my God. It, I guess it was the playoffs yeah. or whatever it's called. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. And she said, they're a little pricey. Should I get them? I said, yeah, great. Get them. And then she was like, woohoo. And then my follow up text was, what sport is that? 
And she was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't know. It sounded like, it sounded exciting. And like, we had really secured something cool. But, and I was like, yeah, let's go. But I, I honestly, I thought it was baseball. I had no idea, but I do enjoy hockey. I think to watch more than most sports because it's so fast and and and, and just um, uh, anyway. like slam it up against the boards and then the puck is back in action like it is yeah. a pretty intense watch. Slamming against the boards is the whole reason my son Max is there. That's why <laughs> he got his ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so I live in New York. I have a kid in this city, and I'm constantly reevaluating whether this is where I want to raise a kid, you know, city kid. I didn't exactly mm -hmm. have that. You know, I mm -hmm. know that you grew up in a more rural setting in Mississippi, but you live in LA. How do you find having little kids in Los Angeles? You know, I was really into Los Angeles and um, I don't really have any complaints. Getting married um, and then having kids, it did kind of change my perspective where I felt like, what, what am I doing here? You know? <laughs> Uh, it, it just feels a little odd. And then my wife is 15 years younger than me and her careers, I, I feel, is taking off way more lately. And so we're just trying to figure out, does it make sense? Do we have to be here? Right. Um, we both feel like maybe there could be a different place to go. But we we have a tremendous life. We have great friends and um and you know like i said our kids are on all these teams and we go to the games and their grandfather lives right near us and he's part of the whole little league works in the dugout and oh, keeps yeah. that clean and you know <laughs> manages the dugout but you are in hollywood you right. know it's really something and it's crazy cuz we just were like i said in mississippi and just the open spaces. I know. And <laughs> my kids would just dart off and run in like huge lots of land, just squealing. They can't yeah. do that in Los Angeles. No. So <sighs> the grass is always a little greener. I know. I had the exact same experience, but it was just upstate New York that we were like parking somewhere and there was just a huge field. Mm -hmm. And my son just running around being like wild with the idea of a horizon that seemed far away. I, and I know if, if we left Los Angeles, we would miss it. There's certainly restaurants and a social life that, that we would for sure miss. But. Oh, yeah. The convenience, too. There's just but everything. Then there's inconvenience there's a lot of inconvenience <laughs> right. the traffic and the parking and the and the what is this person doing uh on our street yeah um oh, yep. uh, uh, what's what's happening right now right uh what are those helicopters when i'm trying to sleep or throw the ball in the backyard mm -hmm. it's, it's not convenient no, uh, so. no, I hear you on that. It, it's it's true. Anytime I take my kid to on the subway in New York, I'm like, this is wildly problematic just because it doesn't run well. <laughs> and, you know, kids are so good. You know, they have no filter, especially that age. They will just exactly yeah. tell you their criticism yes. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, of people with an earshot that don't <laughs> ever need to hear, ever need to hear what you just uh witnessed and decided to share with everyone. 
when we were at a walk yesterday, there was a whole group of, of older people, and my son very loudly said, is that an elderly group? I was like, Lucas. <laughs> don't, don't do I, I don't know if I am too worried about our kids saying that just because I'm 52, and so I am uh, the elderly group that they're used to looking at. <laughs> Actually, one of my sons asked me the other night, um, actually, it wasn't the other night. That's not true. You caught me. But when they were five, <laughs> it was bedtime, story time. They call me a uh, mare, which is French for mother. And mm-hmm. Finn said, Mare, are you a boy or a girl? And uh, I said, well, what do you think I am? And he said, I think you're a boy. And I said, no, I'm a girl. And he said, uh, yeah, but you look like a boy, right? And I said, yeah, probably. And then we began story time. So <laughs> it was like, all right. Five years of five years of living together. And it finally came up if his mother was a boy or a girl. So. And I love that it was like a five sentence conversation. And then, um, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. All right. Now, I've asked this to comics on the show before if they've wanted kids their whole life. And I will tell you, pretty much uh, mixed bag. But I know from reading and listening to you that for you, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you feel like that way as an adult? Or was it like, did you babysit as a teenager and just think of it even when you were younger? I did babysit as a teenager. And I actually even worked at a daycare center for years. I had dropped out of high school and I needed a job. And it is so not the job that you just pick up because you need a job. Oh my gosh. I was, my mind was, blo- I, I, I was never the most affectionate person. And it was, it was actually really good for me because I walk in and all these kids just want to hug you. And I had long hair at the time. They were wanting to braid my hair. And I was like, whoa, whoa, hold, hold on what's happening and like, you know, wanting to sit on my lap and, and, um, but it, it, I don't know. I think it was really good for me. And I had always thought maybe I would have kids. And I think working with children really opened me up even more. And, um, and as a young adult, I think in my late teens, early twenties, I started to just kind of imagine, well, I'll probably just have a kid. I always pictured myself just me and this little baby. I don't know where it was going to come from. Um, but it was just going to be me and this kid. And, um, yeah, I had no idea what was to come. But then when you're doing uh, stand up, you're on the road, did you go, well, that's the end of that. No, honestly, I had a terrible, well, uh, Stephanie thinks was a terrible plan. She's, she's very, and of course I want everyone to be safe, but she is all about safety and that you do things this way. And, and I was a little more loosey goosey. I think my mother was very loosey goosey and loosey goosey in certain ways. I I'm by the book in other ways, but I had it in my mind that, okay, I'll have this kid. I'll go on tour, I'll have an opener, and my opener will watch my kid backstage for 30 minutes. I'll pay them for their show. So that was my plan. I'm not saying it's good. That's I'm not, not saying terrible. It's reasonable. 
Okay, but that was my plan. And I feel like there are plenty of comedians that would have been like, I would do that. I'd hang out with your baby for whatever amount of time. I would have done that to get on the road. And like, if I liked kids, which I did, I would have been like, I had no problem. Okay, so then obviously that was the plan. You did want to become a parent and you started uh, IVF. Mm Mm-hmm. You started it after you had, you know, gone through a double mastectomy and to an extent finished with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Not to trauma bond, but just to relate, after I went through breast cancer treatment myself, I mm-hmm. really wanted to have a kid. And I am just yeah. wondering with the timeline, is that a similar story to yours at all? Uh, no, I was on a path. You know how when you're younger, you have this idea of like, I'm going to do this until I'm 25. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to have my ideal job when I'm this age. And then I'm going to work this amount of years, save my money, and then I'll be married. And then I'll, you know, you have things plotted out sometimes. And then, oops, you're gay and you have cancer and you're a comedian. And (laughs) none of that at all lines up. But I was still dragging along whatever semblance of this timeline with me in life. And part of it was that when I'm 40, I'm going to have a kid. And I felt like that was a reasonable amount of time from when I started stand up to where I would hopefully be and how much money I had saved. And, you know, I'd have my opener in place that could babysit my kid on the road. You know, I had all of those things. And I had done, are you familiar with NACA conventions? Oh, probably? yeah. So, yeah, yes. but for, for people who don't know, that was for colleges. Yeah, you perform stand-up and all of the buyers from the different colleges come out. They see you perform. And if they like what they see, they'll bid on you to come to their college. And I had an uh, like a, a crazy successful NACA one year where I was like, Oh my God. Like I was just sweeping it up there. And so I did this insane amount of colleges and making at the time an insane amount of money where I was thinking this is really putting me on track perfectly because once I finish this college tour, I'm going to have so much money in the bank. I am going to be so ready to become a parent. And then I started to get sick right after the tour and then I got sicker and sicker and everything fell apart, but I had money in the bank, but I didn't have my health and I was ready to have a kid. So life just didn't line up with my schedule that I had put together. Yeah. I was so teed up. So teed up. I mean, some people might go, you know what? I'm done with medical intervention of any kind. I am definitely Mm -hmm. not going to do something like IVF. It's, yeah, you have to do a lot of appointments. And you have to pull over while you're driving into some seedy parking lot and inject yourself in the thigh or stomach. You also have to do that. That's right. Exactly. And your wife, Stephanie, was she someone who wanted to have kids her whole life? Yeah. Um, I actually hid it from her in the beginning because that I was trying to have a baby because 
uh, I had just started dating her and she was, as I said, 15 years younger than me. She had never dated a woman. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the biggest turnoff that this sickly older lesbian is trying to have the last (laughs) shot at having a child. And so I was, you know, privately, like I said, pulling over behind dumpsters to like shoot up my thigh and stomach to have a child. And then, so I just didn't tell Stephanie. And then, and then when I realized that this was a crazy secret to keep because we were clearly in love and there was no way, because in my mind I was thinking, oh, well, I'll just, you know, we can fall in love and get further along in our relationship and I can just have this baby cooking, you know, somewhere and, uh, just reveal and it and have to deal. Yeah. And well, no, I, I knew I'd have to reveal it sooner, but I figured if it was with a surrogate, I could keep it kind of uh, out of mm-hmm. our relationship. We could still be going on dates. And, and then I was like, this is insane. So I told her and she was just amazing. And, said, I don't want you going to these doctor's appointments by yourself. I want to be a part of this. And she said, I want children. I mean, this was months into dating. Wow. And uh, I, I was like, this doesn't freak you out. And she's like, no, no, I want to be a part of it. She said, I actually want five kids. And, and I was, I thought, well, I only imagine one, but. <laughs> but now that you're five, talking. Well, truly, I thought I I enjoyed her so much that I thought, well, uh, sure, I'd have five kids with you. I'd do anything with you, you know. (laughs) And so I was just all in in the way she was all in. And then we ended up, you know, having twins, meeting halfway, I guess, almost halfway. And once we had twins, she said, I I think I'm finished with the five kid (laughs) dream. (laughs) Nothing says, let's revisit the large family like (laughs) a couple little kids. Yeah. She said whenever she would see movies where there's a lot of chaos and kids like coming in and out of the house and grabbing a football and eating cereal at the table, she was like, I just love that busy chaos vibe. And even though I feel like we're good with two, if Stephanie said, I want to have another kid or let's do this, I would absolutely do it. I, I guess I just trust our situation. Yeah, you're open to inviting more in. We're not going to have more. I know that for sure. But And we have this conversation all the time. I, I just feel open. But I know for a fact we're not having more children. Okay. What kind of teenager were you, by the way? I was certainly rebellious. I failed three grades. I dropped out of high school. I smoked cigarettes. Listened to rock and roll. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. I would say we, me and my friends were some of the biggest problems, but in today's standards, (laughs) it's nothing. Nothing. And of course you could, you could go off the rails. And I had friends that went way off the rails and that ended up drug addicts or they are not alive anymore. And I am so on the straight and narrow. It is ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. Like you got it all out of the way. Oh my God, it's so far out of the way. I, I, I just I just don't feel like I'm up to anything right. ever. I'm like, <laughs> y- you wanna you wanna you wanna go through my stuff? You wanna eavesdrop on my call? You wanna like 
Okay. Go I'm for always it. like, when people are like, oh my God, the government's listening to our call. I'm like, listen away. I, if you find anything interesting, I don't know what anybody would find. That's funny. I, I Someone asked to use my phone and they were like, is there anything uh-huh. on here? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was sitting at our office the other night and um, the curtains were open and it was completely pitch dark out. And I thought, well, I guess I should close the curtains just because I can't see out and other people can see in. But that's when it hit me that I'm really up to nothing. Like I'm not, I'm not like away at the office up to anything. I am just sitting here working and the curtains are open. Just trying I'm to just going to close up. it, you know, <laughs> but I used to be. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. When you think about schooling and education for your kids, do you feel a little bit like more open to whatever? Or do you, you know, are you like, no, it's going to be Montessori or I don't know, whatever kind of learning we're going to set them up? Yeah, we're both actively searching out what school doesn't give homework, you know, (laughs) what, (laughs) you know, and my stepfather actually, he was the one that really pushed me and my brother and, um, And before he died, he asked me if he could put aside money for their education. And I said, sure. And he said, but I want you to know. And this was big for him because he was very 
much a certain way and this is how you do it. You go to college, you go to business school, you do this and that. And there's one didn't path work for me. And yeah. And he was acknowledging that uh, there's different ways for everyone. And he said, if I put this money aside, I want you to know that Max and Finn don't have to go to college. They could go to an art school. They could go and learn masonry and whatever it is that they want to do. And that was a very big moment um, to see him come around in that way. It was very touching. Right. Because I, I told him, I said, if my kids want to be a car mechanic and they're the happiest people in the world, if they truly want to, you know, ride the back of a garbage truck and they are smiling every day of their life, I am one million percent on board with that. If they want to be an attorney and they're happy, whatever they want to do, I really, really want them to be happy people. Yeah. And Stephanie feels the same way. Well, how do you describe your parenting style? Are they feral? That's what they, people they in Park feral? Slope say all the time. Feral. No, um, I don't ever yell. I get very stern. Our biggest punishment in our house is that they have to go sit by the front door. And they, for seven years now, don't realize it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but they avoid it like the plague. And And it's truly, there's a moment where I'm like, if this continues to happen, you will go sit by the front door. And it, and again, when we were just in Mississippi, and not to paint my family like a bunch of cartoon characters, but my cousin was like, are you serious? You don't yell at your kids. They just listen to you. You know, just like baffled because my cousin's screaming her head off, chasing her kids around and, and Max and Finn just, you know, we'll turn to them and say, look at me. You cannot do that. <laughs> and my cousin's like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You don't yeah. scream at them ever? Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Yeah. All I have to say is front door. But, I mean, it's not to say that they don't misbehave or sure. they, you know, when they turn six, we allowed them to have, they call them iPads. They're not iPads. They don't know that they're not iPads. They're these <laughs> little tablets. Oh, that's uh, but, so cute. You know, you in, in public, they call them their iPads. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll tell them that their iPad will go away for an entire day if they act a certain way. That's another consequence. Yeah, but, sure. In general, they're oddly, they're oddly well-behaved and mainly they're little spats between the two of them, I would say is where it pops up the most. Are they competitive? Well, our son Finn is extraordinarily competitive and our son Max was born 60 years old and he's like, Ugh, Finn's, Finn's trying to beat me at this and, you know, that's, they're very different. Oh, that's they funny. Be more that's different. a funny dynamic. And if you try and get in there... And reprimand one for treating the other one poorly, then the one you're trying to protect will snap at you for talking to his brother that way. Oh, they'll protect each so other you, in the you, discipline. Yeah. That you yeah. And you're like, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to help you. He just bopped you on the head with his elephant. Don't talk to my brother like that. <laughs> And you're like, okay, well, you guys got to deal with this. <laughs> I got nothing to do with any yeah. of this. Proceed. Yeah, sorry to bother you. Uh, okay, this is a deeply 
I feel, psychological question, but I wanted to talk to you about it. I grapple with this. I know your story. I know you've been through a lot of uh, tragedy and trauma, you know, and I think when that happens, you end up seeing the world in a couple different ways. And it's either a safe place, you're like, I can cope with things, or you see it as a very dangerous place because you know what the worst of it can look like. And that's one thing when you travel around as an adult, but it's a whole other thing when you bring kids into your life. I sometimes just grapple with this idea of like, what can I protect you from? How can I protect you? I know I can't protect you. It's very fraught. Uh, how, mm-hmm. how do you think about that? Well, first of all, I love my life and my family and my kids, and I wouldn't change a thing. And simultaneously, I think, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I done having children? Why, did I, why would I do this? Why would I bring people into a world that is so terrifying? Right. You know, I try to find that happy medium between the way my mother raised me, which was, I was certainly not feral, but I, I, I'm all over the place. Yeah. What Stephanie and I can come to is the idea that you set up a fence around the yard and that is the safety. And then you run free and the, the, the safety fence is that's the boundary there. That's what you got. You know, the terrifying part is when you talk to people with older kids and they say, Oh, the, the worries get worse and worse and, wait till they drive and wait till they go off to college, wait till they move out of the house, wait till they start dating and wait till the, you're like, Oh, 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 but at least now we can put trackers on them and they're called Mm. iPhones trackers (laughs) (laughs) with your schedule right now. You know, we just always talk about, um, well, basically, how working in entertainment is a terrible career choice for uh, having kids just because of the hours. And mm-hmm. so I know, you know, roughly from looking at what you've been up to, in addition to uh, being on set for television or and film, uh, you host two podcasts. Mm-hmm. You had something like 70 dates last year, theater dates. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So do you bring the family with you at all or do you, is it a, is it a FaceTime routine? FaceTime is so unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, somebody's nostrils and then someone else grabs the phone and takes me off to the bathroom. And I'm just like, I don't, I miss everyone, but I don't need this. So and, awkward. um, we're at times together, but rarely when I'm on tour, because, you know, I'm going city to city. That's exhausting. Yeah. Um, There's times when my family comes, but mainly it's best if they're just home and in their routine and going to their games and seeing their grandparents. And, and then when I'm home, I try really hard to just be home. Yeah. You know, it's all they've ever known. And I would say we're a very close family. It's it's really it's really good. And mixed in with tough stuff. That's the other thing is it's like people will write to me or tag me online and be like, oh, relationship goals. And it's flattering. But I also, Stephanie and I have got our issues. And I said to her one time, I was like, man, 99% of the time, 
you are the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. But that 1%, I cannot stand you. And she's like, same, same. That 1%, it's like the the dregs of the earth. You just, ah, repugnant. But 99%, I laugh so hard with her. I appreciate her. She is the greatest partner, but that 1%. It's weird because being a public figure, they see you on a TV show. They see you in a movie. They hear you on the podcast. And it's like, why on earth would I be recording my hospital stay or the fight I'm having with my wife or when my kids are fighting, you know? Yeah, that's, that's your reality series. That's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would never do in a million years. No. But just know that all of that is happening. That is so good to point out. Thank you so much, Tig. It was such a pleasure. Of course. I love talking to you. Everybody, if you want to see Tig live in New York, in Brooklyn, she is going to be taping a comedy special at the King's Theater on June 10th. You can also listen to her podcast, Don't Ask Tig, and you can find out all about her other shows and how to get tickets to that one on June 10th by going to her website, tignotaro.com or tignation.com. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast. Pass it along to anyone you think might enjoy it. Hey, leave us a review. Five stars would be so fantastic. And we'd love to hear what you think. Follow us on the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at Parenting is a Joke. On Twitter, we are Parenting Joke. We also have a monthly newsletter with updates, tips, tricks, games. You can go to parentingisajokepod.com to sign up. But also, we started a Substack. What are we, crazy? How do we have the time? Excellent question. We'll find out. But yes, we have a new Substack. You can search for Parenting is a Joke, but we'll also throw it out on our socials and all over the place. So make sure you give it a read. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adir Amram and The Experience. Thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. Special shout out to Ashley for that high-end coffee. And here's a little extra comedic content from Tig Notaro. No, am I right in saying, just as a little backtracking, that as you were doing stand-up and just kind of figuring out, you know, how to make money from it, that you also babysat for uh, Lucy Lawless's children? Well, I didn't babysit for them, but I worked for her husband's production company that um, produced Xena and Hercules and all these shows. And when Lucy would come in to town, she would have me leave the office and go hang out with her daughter, Daisy. And I would take her to amusement parks and out to lunch and just hang out with her. And um, it was really (laughs) kind of ridiculous. Um, Lucy and Daisy are hugely into roller coasters and I'm terrified of them. I would wait in line with Daisy until it was her turn to go. I wouldn't even go on the ride with her. I just walked her up to the front, got her on the thing. (laughs) She went zipping around and whipping around and then I'd meet her at the exit and then we'd go on to the next one. I, I I remember one time I rode a very small manageable roller coaster. I was on that eating cotton candy uh, next to Daisy. And I remember my cell phone rang 
and it was my childhood friend, Megan. And she said, what are you doing? And truly in the background, she could hear the of the roller coaster going up. And I said, oh, I'm I'm at work. Uh, I'm on a roller coaster with uh, Zena's daughter and having cotton candy. And she was like, oh, my God, of course you are. My friends who all made good grades, went to college, got married, had kids, lived in the suburbs. And then I'm off in Hollywood on a roller coaster um, eating cotton candy and doing With the warrior princesses. Yeah, doing daughter. perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. I found a few loopholes in life. And my friends are always like, oh, God, of course, of course, of course, of course. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.